Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's grand podcast. Although this is just going to be a an extra special kind of short one because we just could not record a proper episode this week. Uh, my name's Michael Forrest. And I'm Ivanka Magic. And what what happened? Everything why is this why is this going to be so short? It's my, it's all my fault. <laughs> Actually, I refuse to take full responsibility. All right. All right. Because Southern Rail Govia shutting the trains down between Brighton and Three Bridges made my week almost unbearable. Oh my god. And uh so therefore much time was lost travelling. Mm. And then Friday I had to go into work and oh Anyway, it was one of them weeks. And then this weekend it was my mm. child's birthday, so of course I couldn't take mm. any time out of the weekend. And I was very, very tired, so I went did lots of early nights. And now it's Monday night at nine o'clock. <laughs> it's nine o'clock. And, I mean, I feel pretty tired, but I, I, I imagine that you're uh, feeling it a bit more. Yeah. I don't know. I, I may have woken up at quarter to six this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I got up at half six. But, you know, mm. still. Anyway, so if I'm, if my voice is a little bit subdued, it's because everyone in my house is asleep. <laughs> and I feel duty-bound not to make a lot of noise. I don't know how the listener will feel, but I feel like it's more important to keep the chain going, even if it's with a slightly shorter or possibly later episode, than to set the precedent of missing a week. Because we're at 66 weeks in. And I just, if anything has ever derailed a project like this, it has been breaking the chain I found in the past so that's why I sort of pushed Ivanka today to let's do a half-assed one <laughs> rather than nothing at all <laughs> it's not going to be half-assed it's just going no, to be shorter it's just going to be shorter and a I bit more tired I could be sleeping if <laughs> exactly so anyway the plan we all we thought we'd do I know we've been we've been giving uh, Delft and Chen a lot of our time recently but one thing that we haven't had a chance to catch on is I, I wrote a sort of summary and we've had a little back and forth on it, but we thought we'd just do a quick uh, Delton Chen silver gun hypothesis, our attempt at a summary, just see if we're just going to like read through it and just see if there's anything we want to, that kind of comes to mind and read it to you as well. But uh, yeah, I guess I'm still going to do a little, I, I recorded some special glockenspiel music for this version <laughs> of the podcast. So let's have a little bit of that and then let's go from there, I think. nice mug oh yes oh, my mug's arrived uh you can now get i haven't figured out how to like make a link for people to buy them from our website but i think the grand podcast mugs are looking pretty good Ooh. see how i um made sure the side that if you're right-handed that you're looking at while you're drinking has got all kind of good wholesome things subjects wholesome things, yeah and the other side is the side that's got the, the occasional picture of trump <laughs> some of the more negative uh... the more negative side so if you want if you're feeling a bit more like you need to confront negativity you can just drink left-handed exactly or just you know this is part of my conspiracy to make left-handed people more angry it's good it's, isn't it it's, it's quality too much. mug yeah 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 it's a nice I mean, mug I think, I think i'll put them up for like what 
Seven quid, eight quid. 75 pounds. <laughs> 75 pounds. Pay as much as you like. <laughs> Help us justify this. Help Ivanka justify this to her husband by giving her money for it. <laughs> uh, yes. I did some casual sexism today. Oh, shit. Somebody said uh, something about a judge and I said, oh, what did he say? Oh, anyway, dear. It was a woman, actually. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. So I actually slapped my own hand in a meeting. Deary me. That's what happened to me today. It's all gone wrong. It has. It's what happens when you don't have me to kind of balance out your rampaging sexism. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, uh, well, yeah. I haven't seen you for ages. Is there Weeks. anything else we should quickly... Anything mm. else? So your job is nearly... Oh, yeah, one more week. Well, this week, and then I'm done. And then I'm going to be working in Brighton for six weeks, mm. six to eight weeks, which means more time in the day because less time on train. Yes, that goddamn commute. Which well, is I a relief. Tell, tell you what, I moved from Hammersmith. My 25-minute journey to Hammersmith is now a five-minute journey. I am so local right now. Queen's Park oh. area, South Are you Kilburn. starting to feel a bit claustrophobic? No, it's good. Well, well, I think it's going to be... I think soon I'm going to start to get that if there's something going on somewhere else in London, I'm going to be like, yeah, sounds good, rather than, oh, I've already been on my bike for an hour today. You know, I think it's going to... I think I'm going to start kind of like wanting to do those little trips again. Um, but, yeah, it's good just being able to kind of pop out at 9 o'clock and come and do this and then pop back home and it not be a big deal. So this is... It's it's, nice. it's, and also, like, there's another guy in here, uh, another Michael... I've said this, haven't I? There's just two white guys called Michael in this room that are sort of into kind of nerdy music stuff. <laughs> nerdy middle-aged music stuff. Are you forming a tribe? Um, well, a uh, tribe. But what's good is he's like totally one of these maven types that seems to talk to lots of people all the time and they keep coming through and, you know, so this is, was kind of the idea and it seems like it's going to be, seems like it could lead to things. Are those all your instruments behind you? Behind bags. Me. No, this is um. Oh, oh yeah, that's uh. There's a cello and a guitar and a trumpet there. But I've oh. also the other big news for me this week is that I watched Tidying Up with Marie Kondo <laughs> instead of a horror film. Instead of a horror season <laughs> when it, when Sharon was away, I watched a thing about a. A, a delightful Japanese lady who tidies up and teaches people how to tidy up. But what's great is she gives you the sort of algorithm for doing it, which is like so many things make sense. One thing that I have gr grown to appreciate is that Sharon has kind of been living that way. She only has things, you know, you're only supposed to keep things that spark joy. And I'm looking around the house and it's like, all these things are just nice things that we do have. Um, apart from the occasional glitch where there's some of my nonsense going on. <laughs> But I uh, completely pulled out all my wardrobe and I've, I've thrown away everything that doesn't spark joy and I've organised my drawers into so that it's all kind of really... You can see everything at once and it's just beautiful. And it's just a pleasure to get up and get dressed and put clothes away and stuff now. So I would re fully recommend that. And I've done it to the studio as well, nearly. I've just got a load of wire hell to deal with. But mm. I have to confess I read the book some years ago. And I've been that post motorcycle trip, and then a bit of a flick through her book. Like that, I'm not so good at maintaining my own drawers to her standards, but the child's mm. clothes are 100% condo standard. <laughs> are they like vertical? Yeah, yeah. 
because you can then amazing because she has loads of little clothes and it's actually incredibly yeah. practical. Wow. Uh, my my drawers are I'd say ninety five percent, and I definitely do the. Well, I just buy less stuff. I'm gonna. Oh, that's an that's an idea I had this week. It is a good segue. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to get uh, Marcus to help me design a buy less stuff campaign. Okay. On a kind of badgy way. Excellent. Yeah, that's what we're but doing. I think I think what this well I'm you know I'm obviously late to the condo party but it is a you know watching these kind of these couples kind of clear out their stuff and suddenly they it sort of gives seems it sort of gives you an appreciation for what you have when you kind of everything and also like even me I'm sort of looking at shirts and going I'm not sure and then I kind of pick it up and I'm like no that's the thing I like about this shirt it does spark joy and I'm sort of reacquainting myself with okay and then I look at my cupboard it's like I like all these things and now if I do buy anything I kind of know where it sits Mm -hmm. in this I know if there's a gap or two whereas before it was just this like stressful random pile of stuff see that's what yeah, mm. I think in my buy list stuff campaign, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to crowdsource the funding for a TV ad Ooh, that wow. encourages you to discover stuff you already have. Because <laughs> that, mm. that's what I was thinking on the train on the way home today. It's like, how much stuff is there? If you actually bring all your clothes out and then put yeah. them all back again tidily, you're suddenly like, oh, I haven't worn that for ages. I used to really yeah. love wearing that or whatever it is. Because it's all buried under yeah. crap. I wore my T-shirt that says loser on it yesterday and Sharon was delighted by it, <laughs> which I bought 22 years ago. So, you know, 22 years. Wow. But I kept it. I was like, I still like it. We just need to stop people buying loads of stuff and then we're sorted. Then capitalism yeah, yeah, will yeah. crumble and yeah. the climate will be saved. Yes. It's a true story. It's a true story. <laughs> Back to We bought some British grown quinoa today. British grown quinoa? Yeah. If you can imagine it. Um Okay. <laughs> That's a good story. So I don't really so, know enough. I know it grows in Bolivia originally and then I was yeah. trying to work out but then probably it doesn't need much much more than a temperate climate, does it? Who knows? I didn't notice it was... I mean... It's quinoa, it's quinoa. Tell. I'll tell you a story about quinoa that I may already have told on the uh, podcast. <laughs> I don't remember us talking about quinoa. I was saying the words so many times. Quinoa. <laughs> what, quinoa? Quinoa. <laughs> My quinoa story is being in Bolivia, going out to see the salt flats in the morning, early sunrise, discussing quinoa with the driver who was explaining how his children weren't interested in quinoa anymore because it said they wanted rice because rice is the shiny new import vegetable Mm. thing. And then not all his kids were refusing to eat this traditional quinoa food. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Well, was it like like in a mirror reality? (laughs) Well, it was more like him going, my grandfather was really big and strong and he ate loads of quinoa. My children won't eat quinoa. They just want rice, white rice. I was very disappointed with this children. He was just trying to distract me because he was late and I was annoyed. <laughs> well, and now we're kind of carrying on that tradition. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> trying to distract me with that. That word is just distracting in itself. What? Quinoa? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's just a bad word. It's the quinoa episode. It's just a bad word. <laughs> 
Right, I see you it's highlighting. So pretentious. I can see you highlighting. Can we? Uh, can we go? Can we go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've, we've, we. I had, a, I had a go at drafting this thing, and we shuffled it about. But let's. I mean, I can't even remember. But let's just have a quick read through. So I've titled this. This is Delton Chen. Okay, well here it is. Okay, so I've titled it "Closing the Loop." A summary of Delton Chen's silver gun hypothesis and an economic plan of action. The proposal. Delton Chen's proposal is to create a second economy. A central bank would issue a new currency. The currency would be based around climate risk mitigation and would guarantee a low but consistent rate of growth. I think we need to write it in the future tense, be more committed. That's okay. my first reaction. Okay. So first note, write in future tense. All yeah. right. Um, Delton's Chen. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be the hysteria episode. Uh, it is going to get a bit hysteria. <laughs> I can't even say hysteria. The sleepy episode. I don't want to. I don't want to do any more reading things out badly on podcasts. Though I just want to like edit out that. That now we're sort of committed. <laughs> committed <laughs> to my bad reading. <laughs> Uh, but that's the last mistake. The currency would be based around climate risk mitigation and would guarantee a low but consistent rate of growth similar to government bonds. This new currency would form the basis of a new marketplace funding environmentally positive activities. This new currency could only be used for activities that remove carbon dioxide from the atmosphere or work in other ways to mitigate climate change. I still feel like that's two sentences that kind of say the same thing. What, um, this new currency would only be used for activities, that one? The, the the one and the one before. This new currency would form the basis of a new marketplace, forming funding environmentally positive. So you could, could only be used for activities to remove or work in other ways. It's, I think we can tighten this up. This well, can be tighter. You could tighter. Put it. Should we edit live on the podcast? No, no, <laughs> we're not going to edit it. I'm just putting comments in oh, as I go. Okay. Okay, Why? Is the subject is the next is the next heading. Our global economy is fundamentally lopsided. Lopsided is a good word, much better than (laughs) quinoa. (laughs) Capitalism is optimized for efficiency and growth above all else. Accelerating technological process has amplified the initial conditions of our economy's inception, resulting in a profoundly unstable and unsustainable state of affairs, placing our future in great danger. I kind of that starts okay. I like the beginning, but at the end, I'm not. Uh, I I kind of ran out. I needed. I ran out of specifics. Accelerating technological progress has amplified the initial conditions of our economy. Our economy's inception. Yeah, I think I'm being too trying to be too clever. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to say that because well, I'm trying to say that because of where it came from it's you could just go accelerating positive. technological progress has resulted in profoundly unstable and sustainable state of affairs you don't need all that amplified initial conditions shit okay all right <laughs> um yeah well and well and okay because i don't think you need right. to yeah yeah i was trying to kind of bring a bit of chaos theory in but there's no need for that Chen's silver gun hypothesis explains the situation we have found ourselves in by synthesizing concepts from the disparate fields of biology, thermodynamics, governance and economics and leverages this to propose a solution to this problem. The theory itself is complex, but an intuitive understanding can be developed by way of a relatively simple analogy. Human beings, as animals, breathe oxygen and emit carbon dioxide. 
Our economic system is created in our image and hence also naturally emits carbon dioxide. I think this is a critical point that's hmm. to understand in all of his theory. Hmm. Then it all makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But animals are not the only thing that makes up an ecosystem. Other forms of life release oxygen and take carbon dioxide back out of the atmosphere. For millions of years, plant and animal life have sustained an equilibrium, each balancing the other's emissions. And even though that's, I guess, yeah, I mean, it's not been stable the whole time, but... No, no. It's been a lot, but that then you compare it to what we've done. Yeah, but what about the Ice Age and what about, what about that? It? Maybe millions is too long. Maybe what was thousands. the last Ice Age difference? <laughs> Sorry? Well, I could say for human history. Ah, great choice of words, yes. Yeah. Um, animals use high-risk strategies to extract value from their environments, becoming specialised to efficiently exploit specific opportunities. There is very little redundancy in a specific animal, and small changes to the animal's environment can have catastrophic effects. Trees work slowly, steadily, inefficiently, and as a result can withstand much greater shifts in their environment. So if a bird loses a wing, it won't last long, but a tree can lose many branches without any major consequences. Plant life is optimised to reduce risk at the cost of efficiency. Neither strategy is better, but when one strategy becomes dominant, it threatens the sustainability of both. I think, I think that's all right. I think that's good, yeah. Um, was, one, moment, mm-hmm. one thing that I was asking myself is when when we took when you start with animals use high risk strategies mm. uh i was wondering if it was clear enough that in this context humans are animals <laughs> okay. i think it is okay now let's put it hum- humans and other animals yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well <laughs> just yeah, like because people you know just why 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 not pull, pull that out To balance our high-risk, high-efficiency economy, Delton Chen proposes a second economy, one that is optimised not for efficiency but to minimise risk. I need to move those, that italics, up to the first mention of it. Second economy. Um, One that is optimised not for efficiency but to minimise risk. This second economy would be the tree to capitalism's animal So the theory says, restoring the economic balance and creating a sustainable future for humankind and planet Earth alike. So that's kind of the the one page. I think it's assuming that you've understood what he's saying. (laughs) This Mm. makes sense. Yes. So if if we're... If we're... Because I I feel like... Yeah, is that... uh, So I'm sure if I take it to him, he'll have some... He'll have an extra paragraph for that one pager. Uh, well, he'll kind of have some thoughts that suggest because I feel like there just needs to be one more little bit of meat in there, but I'm not quite sure what it is. But I think he'll probably, if there is something that is glaringly absent, then you know, I'm not going to start putting stuff about thermodynamics in it, probably. No, I don't think it. I mean, the. The the bit that perhaps simply because I don't understand the theories around it and behind it mm. and etc., perhaps I don't really understand how the risk bond, which essentially is what it is, would translate into money. Or but mm. maybe I don't need to. I sort of get this idea that you'd be uh, th- this picture of 
the second economy being the tree to capitalism's animal mm-hmm. is you can I can sort of picture the dynamics of that mm-hmm. in a way that helped me understand it. Yeah, or, definitely. You know. So what I'm thinking is now like you're a banker person or someone in charge of that like that what what's the next thing they need and what is the first question they ask? Mm. There's also if we if we think that this is a sensible this sounds good but neither you nor I have ever implemented a <laughs> anything like a this. currency. <laughs> yes. So it's like Okay, so who needs to read this? Because one thing I I absolutely learned from my uh, that Wellcome Trust research on policy making is that so much serendipity is involved in things getting adopted for, mm. as policy. Mm. So, but you in, you dramatically increase the chances of something becoming policy if you show it to as many people as possible or present it in the right way to as many people as possible. Because. Mm. Um, so it's like who need who would need to see this? Who is the target for this? And why haven't mm. they already seen it? Or well, maybe that doesn't matter. Yeah, it works because you've got to wade through some stuff to get to it so far, right? Like, um, mm. can we? Do, do you think the strategy is just like we sort of start? Well, we get Delton to kind of approve it or yep. kind of like uh, give some notes, and then the three of us, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He like we you give it to someone like I don't know. I haven't got anyone to give it to, but. Um, Oh, haven't I? Well, I, I know a guy that does crypto stuff, so he might be someone that I'd share it with. Um, and just start to kind of like get those questions and fill out the, the questions and aren't, like get some good answers to those first questions. And then a, a, a second draft of this at some point in future would incorporate that back into kind of the, the, the primary narrative if necessary. Um, and then the other thing I want to do is just start writing my like if, if this is the right understanding, then I'm going to start on my next video for Blank State about you know picturing to extrapolating this. this to its social effects and kind of like some some of the different things you might do yeah. and actually like start to visualize what 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 that looks like in reality. Because I think that this is a um, classic. So another phrase I learned on that project was that you have. You know, obviously, the literature, which all academics uh, is how they refer to any peer-reviewed uh, paper that gets published, and mm. then they have what they call grey literature, yeah. which is for us losers. <laughs> yeah. mm. This is the grey literature version of the academic paper. Um, right. So I think, or certainly the seed of it. Obviously, he needs mm. to approve the fact that we've understood it properly. Um, but I'd happily share this now, even that first paragraph, <laughs> just to share and go, look, does this whet your appetite, <clears throat> oh, banking person? OK. OK. Well, so the... that's that's that anyway. Um, yeah, that's that. <laughs> I think we've got a couple of notes on what we can just improve there wording wise. Um, and I'll see what Delton thinks about it. Cool. Um, so that's that.
Right, guys. Uh, yes, this was short-ish. <laughs> so, yeah, if you like it, go to grandpodcast.com. Um, where can people find you, Ivanka? People can find me at Ivanka on Twitter. You can find me at michaelforestmusic.com because I've done the music. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. <laughs> bye, bye. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. 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 bye.